The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jump right in. Oh. Oh, thank you. Are we are we bringing back intros just for that? <laughs> we might. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Backstage Gaming, dramatic takes on your favorite games. I'm Chris. And I'm Dylan. And we're here to talk about games, theater, storytelling, how all of those things come together. Uh, welcome. To episode forty, depending oh, on depending on how you read it, it's. I think it's technically episode forty-one if you include our live show, but nah. Um, so, welcome. We're here, and as we do every tenth episode, we're going to be heading into the writers' room. We are going to take a look at a game series or a game franchise, or sometimes it's just an individual game that we like, that we think is interesting, and that has either not received any sort of adaptation into any other media or in the case of some of them that we've talked about has but not well because a lot of games have been turned into not quite very good movies so yeah yeah and this week we've got one that I think we've kind of been bandying about for a while but then like when we were prepping for this a few weeks ago Dylan just quietly said the name of this franchise and I just said yes (laughs) So Dylan, what are we talking about? Are we talking about F-Zero, baby? I'm so excited. I fucking love F-Zero. So for people who don't know, F-Zero is... Which is probably a lot of people considering that the last F-Zero game came out in 2004. Oh, but people love Smash Bros. Oh, God. Oh, people love Smash Bros. and people know Captain Falcon. God, uh... Really? I Okay, there were a couple Game Boy Advance games. Did they really come out in 2004? I have I was oh, no. I was refreshing on the Wikipedia. Yeah, feel it as your ancient body withers away into dust. What? I mean, like <laughs> that that makes sense because I still watched uh, Four Kids TV uh, when <laughs> the, the F Zero anime aired. Also, I forgot there was an F Zero anime. F- got canceled after fourteen episodes. I don't know why. I don't. <laughs> I actually don't know that if that show was any good or not because I've I've never followed through on it okay um, <laughs> but i i will not be looking to it for inspiration anyway because that is in a separate continuity from the uh the main games that's fair anyway dylan what is f-zero what is this franchise that has been woefully neglected and that gave us the falcon punching muscle man in smash bros uh well you like pod racing chris now this is pod racing because f-zero is better than pod racing true um f-zero i feel like we're gonna get a message from dakota uh when this episode drops (laughs) (laughs) and to you i say you don't know shit dakota (laughs) this is a call-out podcast this is a call-out podcast but anyway uh f-zero is a futuristic racing uh basically it's f1 grand prix except in space or in the future. Yeah. Um, I'm not entirely sure if uh, 
how many of the racetracks take place on alien worlds versus how much are just different location names on Earth. But, yeah, essentially what F-Zero is, is um, it's a Grand Prix with these futuristic, super-fast hover cars that, like, reach speeds of, like, 1,500 uh, kilometers per hour. This uh, is the most wickedly fast racing game you will ever play. <laughs> it's it's certainly up there. I, God, I gotta... It's hard to talk because I'm just gushing about F-Zero so much. <laughs> but, uh, uh, essentially, there's that, there's that element to it. And then on top of that, uh, each car you can pick has their own its own character associated with it and these characters have their fighting game-esque backstories where like you get a little blurb on like who they are what their background is and why they might be racing unlike fighting games though there's no real ending at the end of uh, a grand prix if you get first so like the the story is really fast and loose yeah there's there's not much of a story to speak of beyond like this is why you're in this metal death trap hurtling along at Mach 2. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, we should we should roll right in it. <laughs> yeah, uh, just for reference, the, the first F-Zero game was released on the Super Nintendo back in mm-hmm. fucking 1990 when Dylan and I were as yet astral dust. Um, <laughs> there was there have been a, a couple, like, weird spin-off ones on, like, expansion consoles, but there was also... F Zero X for the N sixty four, yeah, and F Zero G X for the GameCube, which are like the the big ones in the franchise. Yeah, uh, the big three D ones. I know that the uh, SNES one has its fans, and the Game Boy Advance games kind of follow in that vein. Yeah. But uh, F Zero X and G X G X in particular are where it's at. Yeah, and bef- before we get into like our ideas of how we would adapt this, we do want to shout out there is an anime film. From uh, 2009, I think. Yeah, well, Dylan nailed it. 2009. Nice. Um, it's a film called Redline. It is on. If you have absolutely any interest in anime, like you don't need to be a hardcore anime fan, I would still recommend watching this movie just because it is fascinating. It's it's is it 90 minutes? I feel like it's it's so, not much more than that. I don't know offhand. Yeah. Uh, little over hour 42. Okay. It feels like it goes by quickly. Yeah. And it is... It's entirely hand-animated, hand-drawn 100%, even though it, like, looks insane <laughs> at yeah. points. It's not an F-Zero movie, but it's definitely in the spirit. Like, you, it's a sci-fi, super-speed racing flick about a bunch of weird, oddball characters driving these metal death traps and, like... Don't need to go super in on this, but, like, if anything that we talk about about F-Zero sounds interesting and any of the ideas we bring up about, like, what about it would be interesting to see in a film, Redline did a pretty fucking good job. So, yeah. like, just wanted to kind of Redline is the closest in. thing we will get to an actual F-Zero movie and potentially a good F-Zero anime. Again, I don't remember how the actual F-Zero anime was received I know that Captain Falcon punches the villain so hard that, like, there's an explosion that can be seen galaxies away. Oh my god. <laughs> Incredible. You need That's to track like, this shit down. Yeah, I mean, if you look up the Falcon Punch or the Epic Falcon Punch or some shit, you will you will get that scene. It was a meme for a while on the early 
like the very early days of YouTube. Incredible. But let's let's kick off our thoughts. So Dylan, yeah. again, you you have played more of this franchise than I have. I have played a fair amount, but not like recently or so unlike uh unlike Metroid, uh my knowledge of the F0 lore as it is as it were um is pretty loose. Uh the first game had some like they were racing and then the second game I think there was this huge accident and some people were hospitalized and uh Captain Falcon <laughs> Captain Falcon uh who was a bounty hunter uh he gets a clone made of him uh and it's Blood Falcon and he works for the evil Black Shadow um and what the yeah, fuck it's great ah uh, dude I fucking love F Zero <laughs> um, and. I think that's, like, most of the plot, it, like, from F-Zero to F-Zero X. And then F-Zero X to F-Zero GX is, like, more of the same, like, just, like, really scant detail. But um, F-Zero GX has a story mode. <laughs> and, who boy, let me tell you something. Uh, <laughs> the story mode of F-Zero GX is... And when I tell you this, this is why we're going to take this and take the story of F-Zero and throw it out with the, the bathwater. All right, um, I'm in with it. <laughs> the top racer of the netherworld gets Black I, Shadow. I beg, your, I beg your pardon? Yes, yes, you heard me. You heard me. The, is the this a fucking Mortal Kombat? Of, like... it, 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 it is not not Mortal Kombat, but like <laughs> you don't realize it's not not Mortal Kombat until like the, the final race or the second to last race. So, yes, uh, the, the top racer in the netherworld, his name is Deathborn. Uh, he wants, uh, he wants Black Shadow, sworn the nemesis of Captain Falcon. <laughs> uh, he wants Black Shadow to, uh, win the, uh, not netherworld, the, the normal world, the human world, whatever, to win the Grand Prix there, because when the two belts collide, something happens. So Black Are you Shadow's trying fucking to fucking oh, kidding yes. me. This is the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. So Black Shadow wants to take out Captain Falcon. He wants to prevent Captain Falcon from winning the race. Captain Falcon, of course, wins the race, and then he's challenged to a race by Deathborn. And because of that, uh, you know, Captain Falcon wins. He combines the two belts, and then from the belts are the creators who want to steal Captain Falcon's soul. And make the, him their slaves. And then Captain Falcon wins that race because they were racing for his soul. Uh, it's not unlike the pick of destiny, I guess. I was like, pick of destiny, Yu-Gi-Oh, take your pick. <laughs> I am an ancient being of incomparable power. Let's but in order race. to do what I want, I must beat you in a race. <laughs> like, what? And so Captain Falcon, satisfied at his list of victories takes off his mask and reclines in a chair. I honestly love that it with is, all my heart. It is so dumb. It's also a very hard single player mode. Uh I you know, I, I got this game when I was nine, maybe ten, and like I didn't beat it until I was like fourteen or fifteen years old. Yeah, like the and I guess that's a that's a good segue into like what is it about this game franchise that sets it apart that might be interesting to talk about in the context of adaptation. Well, like you've probably heard me talking, um, it's that the the character backstories, some of the character backstories, and the uh, sto the plot lines themselves are bonkers. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I, I have, like, a uh, very specific direction I would want something like this to go, but we'll we'll talk for a bit. Yeah. It's also worth noting, like, again, the thing that sets this game apart gameplay-wise is it's fucking fast. Like, this game, you are hauling ass, and really yeah. the only way to get to the point of performing well it's this really interesting combination of almost like playing a Sonic level when you're going for like a speedrun. You need to know the maps and know the courses and know what the obstacles are going to be in your fucking bones. I was going to say, you, most modern Sonic games feel like F-Zero courses. Yeah, in a, in a way they really do. Like there's <laughs> there's an interesting kind of dialogue going on level design wise. But like uh, you need is, to... Which is fitting because uh, F-Zero GX, the quote-unquote best F-Zero game... Done by Sega, actually. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was directed I'm... by the guy who is now in charge of the Yakuza series. Okay, interesting. So yeah. there, there at the very least may have been some, uh, some technique sharing and some thought sharing between them and the people at Sonic Team. Well, there would have been if Nintendo made another F-Zero game after that that wasn't on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but, like, I would be really interested however this takes form, I think that that speed has to be a part of it. And that's something that we can talk about in like how scenes are put together, how editing works. Like mm -hmm. this is a game franchise that was built on just how ridiculous fast it is. And just how much skill and knowledge is required to play it when it's moving at that speed. Mm. And so like, that's again, to bring up Redline something, that's something that they play with a lot. Like, that movie is frenetic, and the, the way that they convey Even how characters fast moving, like, even something as similar as, like, a character, like, just kind of, I don't want to say standing idly, but, you know, kind of shifting their weight has, like, a lot of frenetic energy to it. Yeah, and so that's something that, whatever medium it, it ends up in, that's an important aspect of how this game feels that would need to be there. And now, Dylan, I, I don't want to force you to bottle it in any longer. I very much want to know your weird idea for okay. this franchise. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to be focusing less on the speed and more on the uh, eccentricity of the universe. Very fair. So, I'm going to switch over to Metroid real quick, and you're going to have to bear with me. But, like, me, being a super Metroid nerd fanboy, uh, who also likes to daydream a lot... Uh, I, I've often thought about, like, what if I, like, if I were to adapt Metroid, like, as a comic or something, how would I do that? And then one of the things I was thinking was, I'd like to incorporate F-Zero into that universe somehow. Yes. And, yes, yes. <laughs> and so, you know, this is, a, this is a quick offshoot, but in my mind, because the universe of Metroid is so serious and gloomy, but the universe of... F-Zero is so goofy and over the top, my thoughts were, um, take the core idea of uh, F-Zero, import it directly into the Metroid universe, but F-Zero is like this fictional, like, higher-than-life kind of show. Um, it's, it's, it's NASCAR in, uh, in Samus's universe, but, like, all the drivers also have, like, the uh, character and the backstory of, like, professional wrestlers. I was just gonna say, so NASCAR meets, like, WWE. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That um, would be... Also, can we just have that in our world? Yeah, that'd be fucking amazing. Uh, <laughs> I would watch that. Like, like no lie. <laughs> yeah, but, like, one of my favorite... Th like, I, I was having a conversation with my friend Joe. He 
he watched a lot of wrestling as a kid, and he's been getting me into wrestling uh, in the last couple years. And he was texting me, and he was uh, he was talking about how, you know, when I was a kid, like, I thought that Kane, the uh, tag team partner for The Undertaker, was actually a demon. <laughs> and, like, you know, when you, when you think about it like that, a character like Deathborn really fits into this world. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Also, Dylan, I hate to... I. I hate to derail us, but I do need to point out, you said that the F-Zero anime got canceled after 14 episodes? It did in America, the English. Okay, I was about to say, au contraire, my friend, there's 51 episodes of this bad boy. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I should have said, like, it stopped airing in America. It only got, like, 14 or so episodes in. Gotcha. Anyway, continue. Sorry, (laughs) I I was just, like, very excited. I am well aware that the F-Zero anime is a full and complete thing. Amazing. (laughs) <laughs> I guess, like, I, I would kind of handle it in, like, one of two ways. I think you could go the red line route and, you know, by extension, the uh, the Wachowski speed racer route. And I think that would be fun. I, I think, you know, having just a fun, goofy racing movie about a bounty hunter superhero named Captain Falcon as he is racing and then also maybe on the side dealing with a shadowy criminal organization. Like, that works. Yeah. I, I, th- I think you could do a lot with that premise. The the gremlin in my brain that dreams up these uh, illusions that people pay money to see um, <laughs> is uh, I, I actually kind of want something like uh, Spinal Tap, where like instead of go on, yeah, <laughs> instead of being like a parody of you know a, a parody of like rock bands, I want it to be like a kind of mockumentary of like this larger than life uh, universe. Where, like, you know, it just, it treats, like, Captain Falcon, and the fact that he can do a cap- a Falcon Punch, like, that's just his day job, and it's, like, following him around, and... That would be hilarious. You know, there, there are, like, promos between him and Black Shadow, and then, like, afterwards, Captain Falcon just kind of sits down, and he's like, yeah, uh, Ricky, I'm, I'm gonna say that Black Shadow's real name is Ricky, because that's funny to me. <laughs> uh, Ricky, Ricky's a real nice guy when we're, you know, when we're off the course, you know, it's all it's all for show. <laughs> like just one just like scene that's like, like that. the the documentary crew filming like him and Ricky at a bar. Yeah, exactly, and chilling. just like just kind of like balancing between like the the complete like absurdity of the F Zero stories and trying to like ground it into something more mundane. I really like that. That's yeah. very funny. <laughs> <laughs> or like you know. Uh, I, I was telling you earlier about, like, that plot line where uh, Black Shadow clones uh, Captain Falcon and makes his own evil Blood Falcon. Uh, <laughs> and, like, you know, Captain Falcon can be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's my that's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I let slip to the producer that I have a twin and they thought that that was too good an opportunity to pass up. So, yeah, I got my, I got my, my twin brother into show business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his his career has really <laughs> taken off since then. He's uh he's on he's uh, signed a couple contracts with Hollywood or whatever yeah. the F Zero Hollywood. His, he's got a cereal box. He's got his face on a cereal box. I'm really proud of him. Yeah. Uh <laughs> children, they can't get enough of blood O's. <laughs> that was a bad time to take a drink of water. <laughs> also, God, what that would do to milk. <laughs> No, I I really like this concept of like take it because it is really over the top and it is really larger than life and it is really goofy, and so finding a way to kind of highlight that element through you know 
Spinal Tap-esque mockumentary making would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm picturing, like, a movie that starts off very much just, like, it doesn't tell you that it's a mockumentary right away. (laughs) So So it shows a race, and it shows some of the, like, promo interactions, and it shows, like, maybe even, like, headshots of the drivers with their really goofy Super Nintendo bios. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, the race ends, and the camera pulls back, and it's a TV in the corner at, like, a CD bar, and Captain Falcon is sitting there with his helmet off, like, real drunk. Yeah, that's me. You're probably wondering <laughs> how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, mm. Do you want to hop into the playbill? Yeah, uh, I because think Because when we come out cause... the other end, I've got a sort of counter... Ooh idea to throw your way all right yeah yeah so let's uh let's rev our engines and read ads in our space cars i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> in case you couldn't tell it's a morning record oh yeah i'm we still waiting on my coffee that. to kick in fully but here we are We're here in the Playbill. We're going to talk about other projects we're working on, other things you can hear us in, uh, talk about, you know, what we've got going on other than this weird thing. So, Dylan, we're on, on the topic of over-the-top anime things and media. What if, I, what if I'm feeling less like a racer and more like a giant robot? Well, you know, you could get the best of both worlds by watching IGPX, but that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about that show. I was about to show. say, you remember IGPX? Holy shit, that show was cool. Haley Joel Osmond voiced the, the main character. <laughs> God, that show was fucking rad. All right. Uh, I have no clue if it holds up, but like... I, yeah, I don't either, I but like, hey, it. welcome to our new IGPX <laughs> fan cast. <laughs> anyway, Dylan, tell me about Dude, You Remember Macross. I, I guess that's what I should get Coop to, to record with you next. Anyway. God, um, yes. <laughs> We are okay. I'm sorry. I had to <laughs> had to compose myself. I am doing a show with your friend and mine. I don't remember what his actual moniker is now, so I'm not going to say the other one. Coop. Good. <laughs> uh, it's our friend Coop, and we are watching a show called uh, Super Dimensional Fortress Macross and all of its associated uh, spinoffs and uh, continuations. And you know, uh, we we go through a summary of the episodes that we watch. Uh, usually three. Per episode, and we, uh, I, I like to try to break down the uh, the character beats, uh, the motivations, the potential statements being made by these characters and their struggles, and it's a it's a good time. Macross is a show that is about this weird kind of intersection between military life and pop culture, and what the role of the military should be in the life of the common man, and. I don't know. It's it's interesting stuff. Even if it's not always good, it's usually pretty interesting. And uh, now uh, we are actually watching Gunbuster with Chris. Yeah. Uh, so we we have recorded two episodes. Uh, we're going to be recording the final episode at some point. So you guys should uh, look forward to that because Gunbuster is a crazy ride. Yeah, it's a real fun show, uh, and we've been having a good time talking about it. Also. Dylan and I are both involved in another podcast called The Unexplored Places. It is an actual play podcast uh, GM'd by our friend Christine. It's great. Uh, They 
wrapped season one about a month ago, uh, which you should go listen to. Neither Dylan or I are, are involved in that one, but it's still mm-hmm. a very good actual play show. Uh, and Dylan and I are both going to be involved in the upcoming season two, which I now know Christina's talked about online. It is going to be referred to as Tango Sector. It's very sci-fi. It's very, very, very fun. We played one session of it already, and it's going to be a killer show. Uh, that should be dropping in October. And in the meantime, there's also some interstitial episodes. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I really want to listen to uh, Bigfoot Stole My Car. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Bigfoot Stole My Car with my best friend's birthday present inside. Yeah. episodes of which are now up and incredible. Yeah, I want to um, listen to those, at, like, probably after I finish recording here. <laughs> yeah, and then Dylan and I are also both involved in some of their Patreon-exclusive content, like the... Uh, Victorian detective campaign, Florence DeWitt's Paranormal Detective Agency. It's a really great show. All of the stories that they're putting on are really great. It's a very fun uh, thing to get into. And I happen to know that if they hit their next goal on Patreon soon, they will release a sneak peek of the cover art for season two, which is the coolest shit. I've seen (laughs) it. It looks great. Yeah, go go check them out. If you like what they're doing, support them on Patreon. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at UnexploredCast or by going to unexploredcast.libsyn.com. Dylan, where can people find you on social media to keep uh, up with you, what you're doing? If you want to hit me up on social media, most of it is just shit posts until I can <laughs> get like a decent recording setup. Uh, that is at the Dilla. That is T-H-A underscore D-I-L-A. Oh, yeah. And if you like him and you like me, you can also find me on Twitter at CJWilsonVA. That's CJ Wilson, my name, VA. Also, we have a Patreon for this show that we do. Uh, and that Patreon is what lets us keep our website up, keep our overhead costs down. Uh, it's incredible to us that we have anyone there supporting us and helping us to keep this thing running and keep us from, you know, losing money on this weird passion project that we're doing. And we appreciate each and every one of our patrons. And if you like what we're doing and want to help us do it more and do it better and get things like better recording setups and make it easier for us to set aside the time to make more shows or make more content, uh, consider checking it out. We've got different reward tiers. We've got different things that we give back to you in exchange that we hope are worthwhile. And you can find all of that at patreon.com slash bsgpod. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Before we hop right back in, I need to tell you, Dylan, holy shit, the fucking voice cast for IGPX. Yeah, yeah. Fucking uh, wait, Haley Joel Osment, Michelle Mont Rodriguez, Stephen Blue, Peter Cullen. Peter oh, fucking Cullen. I mean, Peter Cullen's done a lot of anime. I know, but like... <laughs> but they got Still, him. yeah, yeah. Crispin Freeman, Mark Hamill, Kate Higgins, Tom yeah. Kenny. Yeah. Oh, Christina I forgot, v. yeah, Tom Kenny's the announcer. Yeah, Christina V, Stephanie Shea. Yeah, Harry was, Walgren, like, holy shit, this that, voice cast, I'd forgotten. That was a stacked voice cast, yeah. I've been sleeping on this show for too long, I need to go back and rewatch it. Um, yeah, because I, th- I think Toonami, it was like a Toonami original, they worked with 
uh, an animation studio to create it. Um, yeah. Again, I can't tell you if it holds up particularly well in terms of writing, but I remember yeah, stylistically same. there was a lot about that show that just kind of felt like cool. Oh, um, yeah, it, it, it definitely clicked with me as it was coming out, and I'll need to go and see if I can track it down online anywhere to rewatch because, man. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty easy to find. So anyway, right. with uh, now that we're back in and now that I've gushed about that fucking voice cast, as as we were as I was thinking about this episode and what I'd like to see maybe done with F Zero, and this, this is going to be a little bit of a long walk, but stick with me. Okay. Well, I like long walks. So you remember uh, when they started announcing that they were going to be doing spin-off Star Wars movies? I like where this is going. So we had, and obviously these movies are out now, but back in, you know, twenty. 2014, 2015 when they made this announcement, I want to say. It's been a few years. Yeah. But they announced that in addition to, you know, Star Wars 7, 8, and 9, which have been coming out and will be coming out, they were also going to be putting out movies on the years in between. And what they announced was Star Wars Rogue One, or rather, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and Solo, a Star Wars story. And they both came out. I personally did not really enjoy Rogue One for reasons that... Was, it's not really worth getting into right now, but it was not my cup of tea, uh, even though I really wanted it to be my cup of tea. Um, and I really did enjoy Solo. Uh, Solo it, is slept on. Fight me. Yeah, I <laughs> honestly agree. Like, Solo is... It has its problems. Yeah. Like, there are some pacing issues. There's, like... It's not a perfect movie by any stretch, but I really liked what they did with it. I really liked that they did something different. I liked that they were willing to tell, like, a smaller scale heist story in this universe that they had created. How does this relate to F-Zero? Well, when Star Wars Rogue One was announced, my nerdy ass, who had been, as a kid, a huge fan of a series of expanded universe novels about the Rogue Squadron, which was like the elite fighter division of the Rebellion, heard Rogue One, and that's where my brain went. And I was like, holy shit, they're going to give us Top Gun Star Wars. It's going to be all about, like, these hotshot pilots who get in over their head. And I, like, this was based on nothing but my own presupposition. I mean, to be fair, I heard Rogue One, and I thought Rogue Squadron too. Yeah, which was also, like, there were the Rogue Squadron video games, which yeah. were all sort of Star Wars fight flight sims. Like, there's there was a language in the Star Wars universe that, like, that's what Rogue meant. Mm -hmm. in a way. And then the movie came out, and it was very much not that. That's not the reason I didn't like it, but what we got was a movie about, like, a bunch of misfits having to work together. Kind of, like, it was one part Guardians of the Galaxy, and one part, like, trying to be a much more grounded war story in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And on paper, that doesn't sound bad, but I didn't feel like they made it manage to make that mesh quite as well as they could have. Do you think that uh do you think Rogue One would have worked better for you as like a mini series or something? I think that that might have been smart. I think that that would have given them more time because a big part of what happened was they introduced a lot of characters that had the potential to be interesting but then did not give a lot of them breathing room. The screen time necessary to yeah. realize that interesting potential. So I think that that might have been something. Which now brings me back to, and thank you for that, because that added a whole nother gear into this. Yep. F-Zero, leaning into that goofiness of, like, these, like, 
very over-the-top kind of racer personas that you're presented with in the games, leaning into the fact that they make Falcon into a bounty hunter, leaning into, like, all of the kind of goofiness there, lean into, like, this idea of all of these misfits that are racing together, introduce some kind of, like, element of outside interference or the racing having stakes beyond just winning or stakes beyond just prize money and really lean into the element of like making it a grand prix making it a series of a whole bunch of races and the travel in between and these characters interactions and relationships developing and you saying miniseries i hadn't even been thinking about that but this would work really well as a miniseries of like every Mm -hmm. episode is either a race or the prep for the next race Mm -hmm. and like it's not as you know off the cuff or unexpected as <laughs> but but what if it were things we did in the shadows <laughs> um which i love right but right. like leaning into like what kind of universe is it that has this like racing blood sport mm-hmm. how are these okay, yeah yeah weird different personalities a part of that universe what kind of relationships develop over the course of this you know however many races long Grand Prix season. It's, it's funny that you're mentioning racing? this because I believe uh, Redline was originally intended to be a TV series that yeah. then got condensed into a uh, hour forty minute movie or however long it was. Yeah, and what I'm describing is not not Redline adjacent, mm-hmm. but Redline is very much focused on the main character, and the people that are in his way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm talking about the original vision for the show, but... Okay, I gotcha. Whereas I think it would be really interesting to, like, flesh out some of those, you know, little bios that you get for the handful of characters and see what happens when you start writing scenes involving these people, both in the race and, you know, in the garage before the race. And, like, hell, it could even lean into that kind of, like, WWE sort of atmosphere and like maybe there's a character who is entirely a caricature like everything he's showing is for the camera and then he take like you know cameras stop on the race and he's just a really nice guy but then he gets in his car and he turns into a fucking monster like i don't know there's i'd be interested in seeing a series that's like lets all of these very arch characters develop over time yeah plus it would mean more racing and more time racing and i'm I'm playing with this, but, like, I, this would be nothing in the real world, but in the fiction, I like the idea of them being able to, like, voice calm while racing and, like, trash-talking each other in mid-race. Just, and like, just to be those guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it's, it's such an interesting world in how little we actually know about it in the yeah. games, and that allows for a lot of very interesting, like, what-if kind of thinking. Chris, you know something I just remembered? Yeah. There is a time traveler racer. Are you fucking kidding me? I am not kidding you. I love Phoenix it. Phoenix is a space cop from the 29th century who makes his first appearance in the arcade game F-Zero AX and Holy later shit. appears in the console game F-Zero GX. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> I fucking need it. <laughs> uh, He's a space cop. I just like that that's his bio. So he's... So he's uh... What's there's that a, fucking purple dude? There's also in another robot Dragon that's like a crazy taxi reference. He's Trunks. Yeah. No, I mean, I wasn't thinking Trunks. I was thinking uh, Hit. 
Oh yeah, yeah. He's hit. Well, is hit from? <laughs> I thought hit was just from another dimension. We're we're getting. I have no this. idea. I'm I'm deeply behind on Dragon Ball Z lore. Yeah, that's 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 fair. Yeah, I don't want to spend too much time just talking about the wacky characters that <laughs> occupy this uh, story space. But I but, think that's what would make any adaptation interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, like, all you really sheer... have to go on is the characters and the racing. Yeah. And so it's all about finding interesting ways of engaging with those two things. Yeah. Um, F-Zero, a lot of the racers are either police officers, ex-police officers, bounty hunters, or criminals. Um, and so, like, I feel like there is such a great intersection there that you could really... You could write some funny stories based on them trying to buzz. Like, I feel like you could almost do, like, a Brooklyn Nine-Nine when you're not focusing yeah. on the races themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also now, I just spent five seconds thinking about the mechanics of this universe and imagining, like, Captain Falcon hopping out of the car and going, Huh, criminal, I've defeated you in a race. And the criminal does swiper, no swiping, S goes like, Oh, man. <laughs> and gets handcuffed. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the extent of what I had in my head already. This episode will probably be a little bit on the shorter side, but that's it was what I'm it, thinking. Like sometimes these don't need to be long. Sometimes there's there's a clear direction we can take it and we I think we came up with two pretty compelling things to do with the direction that fucking F0 offers us. Real quick though. Real quick. Yeah. The uh the crazy taxi reference driver Oh please, tell me more. His okay. Uh, well, he he is a <laughs> he's an alien. Uh, his name is PJ. Uh, PJ. The bio is PJ is a taxi driver known for his skillful though law breaking driving. Skillful uh, though law breaking. Yep. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, he always considered his worst passengers to be drunks or couples who could not get their hands off of each other. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Due to being the best cabbie in the company, he got into a fight when he demanded an increase in wages, as well as a larger taxi to accommodate passengers up to 30 feet tall. Uh, he ended up getting <laughs> suspended from his job, leaving him without an income for anything for his taxi or anything for his taxi to do. Uh, and then he goes into the races to uh, pay for his, uh, you know, just to be able to live, to make a living. I fucking love it. Uh, also, the name of his racer is the Groovy Taxi. I fucking love it. I love F Zero so much, you guys. It's so good. That's kind of all I have. Yeah. Um. I could like honestly, I think we could like workshop like the specific ideas we have, but that that doesn't seem like in the spirit of this. Uh, no. This idea. This is just like a kind of a loose like. Wouldn't it be cool if this? So yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't really think we need to go on. Uh, too much longer at least not no. on on Mike. <laughs> no not at all uh but and i'm gonna i'm gonna start trying to be better about uh calls to action and engagement of our audience here so uh bear with me but if you like if you have fond memories of f-zero if you have any ideas about like other ways that this could be adapted if you have other ideas about how how individual characters could be used Tell us about it. Tell us about it on Twitter. Tell us about it in the uh, the comments on this YouTube video. Just like let us let us know what you think. We're 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 just two guys. We don't have all the answers, and I'd love to know if you, as any F Zero fans out there, have like strong feelings about like oh, but you could do this with this character. I'd love to hear that from you. So you know, 
tell us on Twitter. Tell us in the Twitter thread or tweet at us using uh, the hashtag BSGPod, maybe, if you want to. I don't know. Also, before we end, I just want to shout out a game that I've been playing recently that I love. It's okay. called Red Out. And, uh, it is a game on the PC, and I think... Uh, um, I feel like it might have been getting a port, but I don't think it has one yet. Uh, yeah, it's available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Oh, shit. Maybe Nintendo Switch uh, and PC. Uh, okay, it's cool. It's basically F-Zero in everything but name. It doesn't have, like, the goofy character bios, which is a bummer, but, like, gameplay-wise, it is exactly F-Zero. You're flying a hover car that goes frighteningly fast. You have to control everything from, like, not only the direction, but also you have a strafe function. You have to control the pitch and the yaw of your vehicle when you're going up particularly steep hills or down particularly steep hills. Yeah. Uh, Or when you, like, launch into the air on a jump. It's fucking great. If... What we've talked about gameplay-wise for F-Zero sounds interesting. Redout's a really good way to play it if you don't have access to a GameCube and F-Zero GX. But yeah, that's all I've got for this week. Dylan, anything else for uh, for the good, the good, lovely peoples? Play F-Zero. Yeah, honestly. Like, yeah, this, like this game series is slept on. <laughs> like, if you have the means... Thanks, Nintendo. But yeah. if you have the means... Uh, hey, you know, hey, hey, Nintendo. Virtual console? Never. They hate us. So anyway, thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Backstage Gaming. We hope you had fun. Uh, If you had fun, consider dropping a rating review on iTunes, uh, letting people know, telling your friends, telling your family, telling your local crazy taxi driver. And you can find us on iTunes. You can find us wherever you get your podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, any, any given podcatcher, really. And you can find us at our website, bsgpod.com. That's where we've got bios about me and Dylan. We've got a contact form if you want to reach us. We've got all kinds of stuff there if you want to know more about us and more about the show. If you want to visit us on social media, you can check us out on Facebook, on Twitter. Our handle is at bsg underscore cast. And, you know, if you want to, uh, you can you can visit our YouTube uh, uploads where, you know, you can comment on the video, YouTube comments. But, you know, if you want to talk about the ideas we're putting down, like maybe one of our weird, crazy F-Zero ideas uh, lit a spark in you, uh, talk about it using the hashtag BSGpod. Yeah. Which I've started using, by the way, Chris. I I saw and I appreciate you with all my heart. Yeah, I'm going to try and do one after every episode just for, like, loose thoughts. Hell yeah. Thanks to our friend Brendan French for the key art he has provided our show with. If you like that and want to see more of his stuff, you should check out his Squarespace at brennan-french.squarespace.com. That is b-r-e-n-n-e-n-french.squarespace.com. Uh, you can also check him out on instagram.com slash brennanfrencharts. And do go show some love to our friend BioQuery. He's the musician behind our theme song, Dot Sound Radio Volume 1 Instrumentality. He's great. He's putting out a lot of great electronica. He's also doing production for a bunch of other artists uh, around the country, but largely in the L.A. scene. Everything he's put out is really cool and really interesting, and you should check him out by searching for BioQuery on Spotify. That's B-I-O-Q-U-E-R-Y. Or by going to soundcloud.com slash BioQuery. And one more time, Thank you so much to our patrons, and thank you for your support. And if you, listener, are not a patron but like what we're doing and want to support a couple of goofballs trying to make their way as independent artists, consider checking out our Patreon, patreon.com slash bsgpod. If you can help us and want to help us in that particular way, every bit is appreciated, and it means the world to us. 
Um, I think that'll do for me. Dylan, anything you want to throw out to the people other than play F-Zero? Um, I really don't have a whole lot. Uh, not this week, at least. Or maybe it's just because it's early and I'm not thinking. But I think That's we're good. That's fair. All right. Play F-Zero, everyone. Play F-Zero. You might Goodbye. like it. You might not. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.